It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, that's our RQ. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Um, and again, you know, it's it's the start of the, the lighter stretch, but stay with us, folks, because I think our light stretch this year is actually going to be kind of busy. Uh, I really think we're going to explode into football coverage sooner than later, uh, and and we hope to also kind of put the bow tie on baseball, softball, and and what happened in the spring sport. Might have a little bit of basketball in there yep. as well, because not basketball's fault they play in the middle of the school year. Uh, I said Gallagher would be on today. He is going to be on tomorrow because right now he is doing recon for us and getting all the information we need to know so that Friday show, instead of Wild Speculation Wednesday, can be <laughs> informed Friday. Which which we'd prefer to give you something informed than than a guessing. So game. what we hope Although we were having fun the other day was it was it Monday we yeah. had the board all lined up and and Brady was like looking for an extra team so that he yeah. Could make so if it you don't even... know, there's talks <laughs> the GTC and the NCTL may combine up in the thumb. And what we didn't know, what we still don't know, is what teams are all involved. Um, I'll tell you during the break some teams that I was told that surprised me um i guess it's around 25 teams involved and who exactly they are because depending on who they are depends on how they go about this because i think there's some teams from outside those two conferences that want to be involved as well and i don't know if they fit but we'll talk about that on friday today um we'll talk about the blue water area baseball senior all-star game great event Dennis, it was really well attended. There was more people there than there were for the district game. Um, Scott Thaler, the coach at Algonac, was the one that kind of spearheaded the whole thing. And it was it was a really nice event. And I was out there. I got to see, see it. It was a really cool event. And not only is there realignment up in the thumb, but we have our normal MAC realignments for football. And we'll touch on that at some point, too. Yeah, so uh, we'll get it all rolling here in uh, just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by
by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Brady Port Huron. Brady here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel head to their store at 901 michigan avenue in marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom their already impressive selection has now doubled i guarantee if you go into tp logos you will find something you love for your local team if they don't have what you like they'll custom make something just for you that's tp logos at 901 michigan avenue in marysville Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you are back, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, we'll start with some baseball because, again, there was an all-star event played on uh, Tuesday uh, for the seniors uh, in the uh, area. And uh, I I like these events, uh, Brady, for a couple of reasons. Uh, One, it's nice to just kind of acknowledge the guys uh, and gals that you're, you're sending off in various sports for years uh they, they've done this for uh the basketball event and, well, and they did it any at, of them they did it at sc4 for both of them yeah. but now that sc4 is more focused on hosting you know mhsa events uh, njcaa events they want to host kind of the the right the postseason stuff yeah they kind of fell to the wayside and for for Scott Taylor and a bunch of coaches over there to pick it up has been really nice to see. Um, I'll give you – I'll just go over the rosters for both teams because, well, might as well. There was about 20 kids on each side. So this was the East roster. From Algonac, you had Seth Lonergan and Jack Cote. From Marine City, you had Nolan Distelrath and Wyatt Walker. Cardinal Mooney had Nathan Super and Nick Garcia. Port Huron had Cade Hansel, Eric Whiting, Braden Albers. Northern sent Owen Johnson, Logan Shefford, Derek Ruiz, Colin Presner. Uh, Richmond had Ryan Nettles, Denny Saligan, and Joe Perinello. St. Clair sent Luke Ellis, Eli Lore, Carter Hurlbert, and Jared Cramp. They were coached by uh, St. Clair's Nick Black and Mooney's uh, Mike Rice. The West, coached by Caleb Dolman and Brian Fowler, had Brendan Hunsicker from Almont, Eric Rogers from Armada, Noah Perks and Garrett Maybe from Brown City, Jared Faley and Gavin Rugsiger, which always could be a tough name, <laughs> from KPAC. Croslex had Adam Barbarich, Ian Katalski, and Jake Townsend. Marlette had uh, Ian Marth- Marshall, Travis Fowler, Marysville, Porter Cage, John Herdebeese, Owen Veggie, Martin Tovar from Sandusky, and Yale sent Ron Colhane, Caden Kovac, Jack Cavanaugh, Kyle Wolford, and Jeff Mason. Wow, I didn't realize Yale loses so much. That's what I was just about to say. Because, wow. like, basketball, you get the roster every day, and it tells you the, the name. The lineup cards don't have grades on them so unless we've known for a while we didn't realize exactly how old a lot of teams were and yeah Yale Yale loses a lot those are some those talented are good names. players too. yes yeah. but those are um everyone who made it obviously um some other guys you like you hear well what about Jacob Turner and and Hudson Davenport they they played in Comerica Park they played in the East-West All-Star Game. A couple of the names, I think Brennan Cole played in the uh, OAA MAC All-Star Game. I think Wyatt Walker played in that as well. So I don't think they intentionally left some really good names out. They were just off doing other things. Yeah, that is the other possibility. I'm sure they offer the invite to a lot of people who have to say, I just got something going on that day. Yeah, so that's that's not the, oh, these are the 20 best players in each. No, it's... And again, it's only seniors. These are the guys they invited, and these are the guys that said they could come. Yes, but it was a really nice event. Um, the East ended up winning twelve to seven, and Derek Ruiz was the MVP. Pitching, so, hitting, both. Um, yeah. I mean, th- th- it was an All Star game. I don't think anyone pitched more than two innings, mm. and they basically 
were full on switching. Um, at the end of the game, it was funny. The you could tell some of the umpires were like, "All right." They played nine innings. All right, it's getting late. We're going home because I don't remember who it was. There was a play at first. Kid was safe by a step and a half, and he, <laughs> and he gunned him down. <laughs> Those that, extra two innings there, they're like, we're not it, getting overtime back. Yes. It, no, no, they don't get paid per batter. So, no, it, it's a really cool event, and it's you know something that obviously there was an appetite for because there was a ton of people there. And you included basically – Everyone, basically, what GTC? Uh, well, most of the GTC, uh, Mac and BWAC. Yeah. So uh, it, it's a good sample size. It, it's you, you get the whole area because again, there are teams up in the thumb that are really good that people down here don't really get to see. Right. Noah Perks is going to Saginaw Valley. Yeah. I mean, Marlette and Brown City were good programs are good programs um and and you know people might not have seen fowler or even know about him right or 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 guys like that you know so uh, i i like the concept now you saw more baseball this year than i did out of this group who are the guys that you're really gonna miss who are the guys next baseball season you're gonna go oh man that's right he's graduated i don't get to see him play this year well I would start with the MVP. Derek Ruiz was a guy that when you, you watched him play, you knew something fun was going to happen. He just everywhere, whether he was pitching, whether he was on the base pass, hitting in the field, you knew he could do something um, memorable. He was always a really fun one to watch. We'll just stick with Northern. I mean, Owen Johnson's an arm that you knew anytime he went out and could dominate. Logan Sheffer was a wall behind the 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 dish. Colin Presner, um, he was he wasn't healthy a lot of this season, but when he was, he was really good. Um, I know you really liked from Algonac, Jack Cote. Yeah, I think he's a really good catcher. He was good. I mean, you lose a lot of power from Marine City. Uh, Tiger uh, he, Tiger wasn't there, but Wyatt Walker and Nolan Distelrath both were there. That top of the lineup just had so much pop. Um, just Wyatt Walker yeah. in general, I'll, I'll miss him in every well, sport. Well, because you just kind of knew the way he plays. You were going to Marine City, you know, all right, well, Wyatt Walker's going to be one of the guys we talk about. And he's just kind of like, he's the guy that kind of embodies what Marine City is about. Yeah. Like in terms of, of, of athletics, uh, of how they play. They play hard. They play tough. Maybe they're not always the most talented, but they make the most of what they have. And, and and actually, in Wyatt's case, he was very talented. And not very fancy either at times. Yeah. A lot of times it's, we're just going to beat you over the head with a two-by-four, and we're not going to make any bones yeah, about we're, it. We're, we're, we're bowl, not going to get we're cute. We're a bowl in the china shop. Yes. And um, our pinkies are not extended. <laughs> Nate, Nate Super from Cardinal Mooney was a pitcher that was unbelievable. And then, I mean, Joe Perinello was one of my other favorite guys. Uh, you don't see power-hitting catchers like that often. Yeah, and he hit nukes. Yeah, he, he did. You're never going to forget the Comerica Park homer. No, and I saw him hit a home run the year before that uh, in the quarterfinal against Shrine, or not the quarter plays. Same thing for Luke Ellis. In all, again, in all sports. Yeah, and he might not always have the most finesse at times, and sometimes you have to slow him down a bit, but if the goal was to run through a brick wall, he'd figure out a way to do it first. Yeah, he would, and or or if that's what it 
took. If you said, you get your head through that wall, we'll win, he'll get his head through that wall. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, especially in basketball, there are times it's like, just take a deep breath, slow down, but it's much easier to reel a guy in than to get him going, and you never had to worry about that. Um, Eli Lore, I mean, the the step he took from being just, we weren't really sure what he was going to be in basketball to being one of what, the three best players in the area and making an argument yeah. for maybe the best that's not named Tyler Jamison. Yeah, he he was incredible. He had a uh, great senior year in, in terms of athletics. Right, because really he's in, I believe he plays tennis too. Not yeah. that we don't cover it, but he was successful in that. A player we didn't get to see a lot of but name always popped up was Brendan Hunsicker. You just knew football, baseball. He was a dude. Um, Jake Townsend is one of those guys that they're just going to talk about and cross lacks. It's going to be unfair to people who come after him because he's going to be the guy that everyone kind of compares the future people to. Well, you all, they weren't as good as Townsend, they'll say in the barbershop. Yeah, and there aren't going to be many who will be. No, and that's going to be kind of the standard a lot of – a lot of future, especially quarterbacks and and point guards are going to be held to. Whether that's fair or not, that's what people in Croswell and Lexington are going to be saying because, well, Jake Townsend was not just good. He was really damn good at all three sports. He was an MVP in both um, base or basketball and football. He was a part of a BWAC championship team his junior year with baseball. Like, yeah. There's a reason why he's going to be the one compared by everyone um, at Croslex. Uh, I mean, and we've said this before, but his in his entire basketball career, he would have been the guy at that school, except they had those two other guys who yeah. were there for most of his career. Yeah, <laughs> and like think about it. he was the third option last year in the 2021 season with um, Soper and Johnson. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be another fun one that you feel like you're never going to replace Jake Townsend. You can't think, oh, what is the next quarterback? All right, how are we going to be him? You just have to figure out a way, and in basketball and baseball too, you just have to find a way to work without him because you're never going to replace someone like that. All right, so... Uh, hold on, there's a few more oh, I want to okay. give a little love to. Um, John Herdebees was a fun one to watch at Marysville. And he kind of moved from catcher to third base at the end of the season, and he was one of those steady guys that when they had the mass exodus, <clears throat> I know they didn't have a great season this year, but he was kind of one of the steady presence, especially at the end of the year when they got that win over Armada. He was one of the guys that I, I enjoyed watching as well. And there's some other names we didn't mention. Like, we didn't get to see a lot of Ethan Marshall at Marlette. Yeah. But he's going to Saginaw Valley. He's going to be a really good player. Um, I know you got to see him in basketball, but he's a name that we just, oh, Marlette, what did Marshall do? Yeah, he was, uh, he was a big part of their run the year before when they made it to the semifinal in baseball. Right, and then we named all the Yale guys that are I can't gone. believe how many guys they're losing. Yeah. I didn't realize they were that, like, senior-laden this year. Yeah, because, it. I mean, they had a three-headed monster on the mound, and, and, yeah, they lose a lot. Good players. Wow. Yeah, 
Yeah, I hope they've got I, some. I didn't realize up, that the, until there are a lot of holes to fill. Yes, yes, there are. Now that's half their lineup. That's half their starting lineup. It's more than half. It's five out of nine, and that's. I'm sure they're losing one or two others. Man, yeah. So, anyway, it was a really good event. Um, a big thank you to everyone that um, helped put it on. Richmond hosted it. Um, as I mentioned, Scott Thaler was kind of the at least the one that led the charge. Then you had obviously all the coaches that helped out. It was a it was a really good event. Went well, and hopefully it continues not just for this year but for years to come. And I'm not surprised that Rice was there because there, if there's baseball, it, he fits it into his schedule. He probably it was or probably, him and Black. Yeah, it was probably like one of twelve games he had to attend <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so a lot of those guys that were there coaching were, or at least help helping set up. We're going to try to get on the show sooner rather than later as we wrap up baseball and softball season. All right, uh, we'll we'll talk a little uh, football uh, coming up in uh, just a moment here on the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli and they do party trays check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials coupons and recipes open 6 a.m to 9 p.m all week long visit neiman's family market in st Clair. you'll be glad you did since 1894 ameriprise financial has worked for their clients futures helping millions of americans retire on their terms work with ameriprise financial advisor dave betts and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve call dave betts today at 810-987-5370 offices located at 527 huron avenue port huron michigan investment advisory products and services are made available through ameriprise financial services inc a registered 
registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports podcast. Uh, Change is good. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm just thinking if only we, if only what we just said was on the air. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yes, well, um, that's all, those are always the best parts. So yeah, living in the Mac, um, you do have to accept the fact that you we're gonna have a different conference every two years. It's good and it's bad. Um, I am a noted Mac hater, but it's not. They don't. They're not like the terrible spawn of Satan. I just think that you can, there's a better solution than the Mac. However, the alignments this year in the Mac, at least for football and actually basketball too, because boys basketball, we're going to have a really fun year in the yeah. Mac, yeah. but it helped us out a lot. We're only in really two, three, if you count Anchor Bay, different Mac divisions. Yeah, but the one the ones I wanted to focus on here are, are the blue and the silver, and right. obviously we we hit the jackpot with the silver. 
Yes. I mean, Marysville, St. Clair, and Marine City are all in the same league. And the nice benefit of that is that opens up the other weeks so that St. Clair doesn't have to use their two non-league games on Marysville and Marine City. So those are regularly scheduled. So what did we get since St. Clair moved to the Silver? We got a St. Clair Richmond and a St. Clair Northern game. Yep. Which would have happened last year if Lakeview wasn't um, scared of the red. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the Max Silver. I'd be scared of the red, too, in football. Yeah, but if you're in the white, that's part of being in the white. Take, yeah. your, take your licks like a man. Everyone else does. Um, Marine City, St. Clair, and Marysville are in the silver. And I don't know what to make of the rest of the silver. It could be very competitive. It could be not. Because South Lake's in there with them. They were a playoff team a year ago, but they were a playoff team in the bronze, Dennis. Yeah. And I am also a noted bronze hater. Like, Lamphere's also up there with them. And Lamphere, at least in the bronze, I'll give them credit because they dominated the bronze. They won, it seemed like they won every game by 30-plus points. So they're doing what they should have done, and now they're moved up to the silver. And they're joined by Clintondale, a team that, Dennis, we both saw last year. I saw them the first game, and you knew they had – I could see they had pieces, but they weren't put together all the way. They needed time to kind of gestate and mature. And by the time they played Marysville, they had done enough to knock off the Vikings. Yeah, they were a better team at that point than they had been. Um and I also kind of – they kind of turned it on the second half of the year and, and made a little run. So, yeah, I'm not really quite sure what to make of those two, but I like that Hazel Park is gone. They're Just get them the out bronze, of the back. And I like that because Mad- – I mean, there were years where Madison was a fun – Team. Oh, they they had a run of like ten. They had the Gatorade Player of the Year. I, yeah, I can't remember. But, but the name. last few years they've been just terrible. Get them out of there. I mean, I'll miss Fitz a little bit. Yeah, well, Fitz, Fitz went kind of, Fitz is fun. Yeah, Fitz is a team I wish could have stayed. Yeah. But we we traded them basically them for St. Clair. And, and I'll and I'll say that I I don't I don't know what South Lake is going to do. But South Lake has beaten Marine City in my lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> have mean, they? Yeah, it was like a fifty to forty something game at East China Stadium. I don't know how many years back. Oh, a long Pro- probably time. Probably further back. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the the, the I, Costanzo and those guys were working at oh. the Times Herald. Let the me time. see if I can find that while we talk. But it, it was a crazy because I, I I think there were three consecutive kickoffs returned to start the game. Really, it was it was just one of those crazy things, and it was an up and down game, and uh, there was there was no defense and a whole lot of offense and special teams. Uh, you know, just it was big play after big play. Let's see, it was yeah, a fun it, game with the wrong in 2015, team. Twenty fifteen, fifty four, yeah. forty nine. Yeah, wow, that was, was and that's the only time they've ever game. lost to South Lake. Yeah, that's just a crazy game. I still love that Marine City is undefeated against Warren Consolidated Schools. <laughs> That's an awesome all of stat. Yes, like all, all eight of them. them. Um, but but here's the interesting stat about the silver. Dennis, five of the six teams in the silver are coming off a playoff appearance. Marysville's the only team that didn't make the playoffs last year. And the good news and for the Vikings. too. Yes, the good news for the Vikings is they bring a lot back, unlike Marine City and St. Clair. Now, Marine City's – listen – 
They could lose all 22 starters. I'm going to assume they're going to have a good team until they they have the opposite of they have to prove it to me. They have to prove they're not great before I say they're not great. St. Clair is going to be an interesting one, but we'll save those conversations for later in the yeah. year. But just just keep an eye on the silver. It's I don't think there's going to be a pushover unless Clintondale, Lampfear, or Southlake graduated a lot or, or got picked over. By other schools yeah. in their area, because well, that and, happens too. And, and the only other downfall about the silver is the crossover games with the bronze. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, are you excited for the Marine City at Clawson game in Week Two? Not really. And, and you know what? For the bronze, Clawson will be okay. Center line will be okay. Hey, that's Marine City's Week Eight. Yeah, they won't be okay Upset when special? they play Marine City. No, <laughs> Marine City on the road. <laughs> In the one-by-one town of Centerline. Those will be those weeks where it's like we're doing picks going, maybe we should find another game other than them because that's well, just too easy. Well, that, I mean, <laughs> by the end of last year, we went Dennis Marine City, Guest Marine City, Marine City. <laughs> um, but also, okay, let's go to the blue. The other league that we have two teams in, I like when Port Huron High and Northern are in the same league. Yes. It just makes life easier. And it just makes sense. Yes. I mean, yeah, because – could they play in the white? Yeah. Do I think they would have been in the top of the white last year? Yeah, because I don't think the white was that good. Yeah, a year the white ago. was weak last year. They had the best team was Anchor Bay. Yeah, and they dominated. So Port Huron, Port Huron North, we know that Frazier staying around and Sterling Heights is staying around. And I know it's not the same as Marysville, Marine City, St. Clair, but. Frazier and Sterling Heights are kind of become rivals for PH and Northern. They've become rivals in the sense that, like, you play them every year like, in everything. Michigan State and Indiana are rivals. That you're familiar. I don't want. I, I don't think rivals the right term because I think to for it to be a rival, there has to be a little animosity, and I don't know if there really is. I mean, I would. They uh, are that Northern Frazier game that I saw last year was pretty good. Yes, but like I, I guess I don't know. And if Rivalry I'm Sterling Heights in football, uh, I, I'm, I'm tired of getting kicked around every year. Well, then they're that rivals kind of, with nine teams a year. That, that's 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 kind of the hatred factor. I uh, yes, I don't. I just guess rivalry isn't the right term, but I don't know a better word for it. Um, but one team I would say that did have kind of like a five years war with PH is back in yeah. their league. Warren Mott. There was a stretch there in what the early 2010s where it felt like Port Huron High and Mott was the game for the league title for a few years running, yeah, and they three, went four back years and forth. In a row. They went back and forth too, and it was pretty even. And they would have – there were some really good players on both those teams. And there was, like, controversy, though, the one year where Chapman spiked the ball or, or something That was happened. Madison. Was that Madison? Yeah, because that was the 2011. That's why they didn't go undefeated. He spiked it out of the shotgun, and that's intentional grounding. Okay. But, yeah, you look through in 20 um, – you look through the games. They lost in 2015, 18-13. They won in 2014, 34-14. Um, they lost in 2013, 26-20. They won in 2012, 28-25. That's a pretty good, like, 
that's a whole class going through with every year Warren Mott playing late in the season um, for the most part being a a big big game they played every year from 2012 through 2017 and and, uh, one of those years was the the 69 to 50 something game uh i'll have to check no that was that was way earlier that was like the 2000s anyway yeah well anyway in my lifetime yes and it was so ph and mott have a little bit of history and then a team that at one point was in the mac red has kind of fallen from grace a bit. They've lost 18 straight. I'm looking at it right now. Lons Cruz North. They've lost 18 straight. Last year, they scored 45 points. And 23 23 came in week nine. Against Lons Cruz. (laughs) They didn't score more than seven points till week nine. And this is a team that... And the year before, their high mark was 12 points. So, of course, this is... I always joke, this is uh, my luck at Marysville. So when I'm in high school, we scheduled them in 2012. They had gone 0-9 the last two years. What do they do in 2012? They go 8-3. and three. What do they, and Then in 2013, because you do the two-year deals, and then in 2013, they go 8-2. and two. And Then what do they do the next two years? 4-5 and five and 4-5. and five. Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, since that 8-2 and two year, they've only had one winning season. And it's... I know there's a lot of moving parts. They're half a mile from Dakota. Dakota is a football power. A lot. Let's just call it, let's call a spade a spade. Kid that is really good at Lons Cruz North might end up at Dakota. That's more than likely going to happen. Like that's a blood feud rivalry in other sports. So I don't know what to make of Lons Cruz North. Dennis, jeez, I'm I'm really looking. They're Owen. Well, how you said they lost? They've lost how, eighteen straight now. And in their last fourteen, they've scored seventy six points. God, they, they, they in those last fourteen games that they've played. So, so they since ha, they have they have scored two touchdowns in a game only twice. So Lons Cruz North. I mean, it's a name that in other sports you hear and you go, ooh. That's going to be tough. They might be the, I don't want to say the week off, but until they prove they have something else, that they're not the one I'm worried about. But, yeah, and I don't mind the that. Joe, Joe Cannell? Uh, they're everybody's homecoming yeah, game. Yeah, you, you <laughs> want to be a real program or you want to be everyone's homecoming yeah, game. Right now they're everybody's homecoming game. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's tough. Um, and one other change, a minor one, but up in the thumb, we'll at least have the GTC and the NCTL for this football season. I'm presuming. I mean, there's no way you can change yeah, everything. It's too late to do it now, I would think. Well, you think messes with so much. You'd think that, but you'd also think there'd be uh, everyone would have a mascot by now. Um, but Cass City's in the east since Brown City dropped to eight-man. They move over to the east, and that makes a six-team league with Cass City, Harbor Beach, Marlette, Memphis, Sandusky, Ubley, hello. That has got to be one of the toughest small school divisions or conferences in the state. Yeah, ba- basically you, lo- you lost Brown City and KPAC out of this league. Yes. And you added Cass City, who in recent years has been a very They were a little program. down last year, but that's coming off a year where they were dominant. 
And I think they beat Sandusky. Did they make a semifinal that year? Or was that the year they lost to Ubley? I think they they lost to Ubley, or was it Harbor Beach? It was like a two-point game. Like 14-12, to 12, I think, is the score. So in 2020, they beat Sandusky 14-12, to 12, and they lost in the semifinals to St. Francis two years ago. Okay. Last year, they lost to Marlette, but they were down last year. Um, they did beat Harbor Beach last year, though. And they're just a team that is always going to be good. They have not had a losing season since 2011, Dennis. So even yeah, their down solid. years, they just reload. They've made the playoffs every year since 2014. And, and I just I, – I think the moves that have happened have made the GTC East a better league – and a little more interesting. It's like not that it needed every more. Every year we kind of go into it and we go, winner of the Harbor Beach Ubley game wins the GTC East. And every few years Sandusky has a say in it. Right. Now Cass City's there. That That's a bloodbath of a league. Because think about it. Marlette could have a good team and they'll finish fifth in the league. They could finish fifth and having a good team. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen to any of those teams now, where like you're you're a team that is dangerous, but your league is so tough. Yeah, you never get to prove it. Like you could be a team that lost a lot and is going to be all right, going to have some talent, but if you're not really good, you might be struggling bad. But that's all the realignment in football. Um, we will get way into football and especially up in the thumb. Yeah. Um, with Gallagher on Friday, uh, but and then we'll try to get a lot of baseball people in before uh, we get the get into the football stuff. Because once we go full bore into football, there's no way we're we're getting out of it. No. So we'll have what one more segment for one everyone. More segment. We'll uh, we'll do that next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hi, this is Dr. William Brady with Life Care Chiropractic in Algonac. If you've been suffering from symptoms of pain or discomfort, I can help. Come visit my staff and I so we can provide relief and help you live a higher quality of life. We're on Point Trumbull Road next to Rite Aid in Algonac. We've got your back in Algonac. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Oh, Brady just asked me the question coming back from the No, uh, we don't need to do break. this again. You, you, you don't want you. He's still looking for a, a team 
for his super BWAC. Yeah, my 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 grand visions. But anyway, we don't we don't I, really. I just uh, yeah, going in the direction that you asked to go. I just don't know who's out there. Yeah. Anyway, um, we were just Romeo's looking. too big. Yeah. Anyway, I was just thinking teams out west. Otisville, Lakeville is, is too small too and too small, bad. Too bad. Anyway, um, yeah. So <sighs> it's definitely the summertime. <laughs> it was funny. The All Star Game, and and deservedly so. Like the kids deserve it. But out there, I was there. Brendan Welper was there. Callie was there, and Gallagher was all there. Everyone's like, oh. Content, a story <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was. It's funny because the summertime can be. If if we don't have a coach on a show, we really have to start to get creative. And hopefully, we just get a lot of coaches on the show because they know a lot more about stuff than we do. Absolutely, uh, and and that's the whole. Other than that, like we we're already arm wrestling over schedules and like yeah we're i mean we i mean i've got it to where we've got at least 24 maybe 25 regular season football games i just don't know what all of them are yet yes <laughs> i mean we have probably what 18 of the 20 some solidified One, two, three, four, about five, six seven eight, in there nine, 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 games set in stone i guess so and then the other thing with that is Teams are that we expect to be good aren't like let's last year we didn't really think St. Clair was going to be what they were. I thought they were going to be better. I didn't pick them to win seven games in the regular no, season. I didn't think they were do that. And then you go, oh well, or or, or Armada. That's a perfect. I don't think Cross Lex Armada Week Eight was even a sniff of a game we were going to do last year. And then it became a or even Armada Richmond, and it became kind of a must do game. Yeah. And I think we're kind of hoping that we fall into some situations like that. Middle of the season, little lean. Yeah. Also, all right, let me ask you this, because I was going to ask Gallagher about this today, and we probably will on Friday, but we can have a little precursor to that. I think, I don't know if we talked about this on the air, but we definitely had a discussion about this. Having a dedicated day for eight-man football whether they all play on Thursday or they all play on Saturday because, let's be honest, a lot of them come from very small communities. Even if you go up in the thumb, Peck, um, CPS, they're playing on Fridays. The pe- up there, people are going to go to Croslex. They're going to go to Ubley, the 11-man the, the games, just because they're bigger and, at the end of the day, that's you kind of have to cater to what the most people want. And if you had an eight-man games on Thursdays, Dennis, I think one of our 25 or 24 games is an eight-man game because it's being played on a Thursday. Yeah. Um, Ideally, for us, Thursday would be perfect. Yes, that would. But realistically, because it's so spread out, Saturday for travel makes more sense. Yeah. Oh, I could definitely see. I mean, look at Brown City, who they're – I mean, I think their closest game is like Britain-Deerfield that they have at least on the Michigan football website, and yeah. that's like a two-and-a-half-hour drive. The one argument against, and I think it is a very valid argument and I don't really have a counter, um, is you don't want it to feel lesser because it's eight-man football. Like, they should still get Friday night lights and the whole shebang, and it's just football with eight people. I think people that have experienced eight-man football and seen it have realized, okay, it's not 
the same exact as the NFL, but it's still football. And it's still a lot of fun. Yes. And it it can be very competitive. I I would say it's all on on how you want to look at it because giving you your own night, you can look at it as, hey, we're special. We get our own night. Because I know, and I was talking with Gallagher at the the All-Star game, I mean, if he, when he was at Peck, and this is when they were 11-man, but still a smaller school, he goes, their homecoming game was always on Saturday. Do you know what the only game that the Times-Herald, Sandlack County News, um, Thumb Tailgater would be at for Peck each year? was the homecoming, homecoming game because it was on Saturday. Yeah, because on and they'd Friday have, night, they're going to the bigger school's games. Right, and, that's, and we don't have anything against them. It's just you have to make decisions – you have to make the tough decision and having Peck or CPS or Deckerville or KPEC now in Brown city playing on Saturday or Friday, Thursday. Yeah, we can, we'd have a dedicated Thursday game. Let's use a, a real life example. Dennis, if Cardinal Mooney played on Friday nights over the last two years, how many Mooney games would we have done? None. And how many have we done? Uh, every Saturday home game that they've had. Yeah, we've basically done every home game Mooney's had because it's on Saturday. And it's not because we want to give all this preferential treatment to Mooney, but when they're the only show in town, where else are we going to go? Yeah, Uh, there's four games on our schedule because they play four Saturday games. Well, one's technically a Friday, but everyone else plays Thursday. Yeah, That's week two. But, yeah, that's, that's the whole point I'm getting at is football is such a fun season, but only... You can only do really two games a week unless something gets moved. You would have never seen Algonac Elmont last year had it not been moved to Thursday. We would have never done Richmond Jackson Parma Western had it not been moved to Thursday. Yeah, so and I know and 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 greedily we like to get out and do as many games, especially during football season, as is humanly possible because it is kind of that once a week kind of sport. Yeah, and again, I'm just trying to th- put myself in the position as a player. How would I feel if it got moved to Thursday nights? Because I know I don't want to just be the guy that just yells my tradition because what's tradition but peer pressure from dead people. Um, but I just there is something special about Friday night football. And getting done, being able to go hang out with your friends and not having to worry about school the next day and get up and you don't have to miss any like college football or anything on the weekend. Because that's something that does stink about Saturday is it eats up an entire day of your weekend. And then you go home, you have Sunday, and then you have school on Monday. So there are some negatives to it that I understand why not. But I guess at the end of the day, you have to ask the question, do those negatives, would it um, outweigh getting more coverage and again maybe maybe we're just idealistic maybe we don't have people like Gallagher everywhere or Welper everywhere that would go and cover those games and Folsom that would cover those games on Saturday because they want to do as much as possible maybe they'd say I don't care they're eight man anyway but it's it's weird and like I get the tradition thing but two the first time they did a Monday night football game there were a lot of people that probably scoffed at that and thought, what a dumb idea. This will never work. And here we are yeah. now. Our our country couldn't live without Monday night football. And now we're adding Thursday night football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just. And I realize a lot of that is money driven by the networks. 
But the fans love it. They eat it up. Yeah, and I guess I don't know if like attendance would be any better with um, because how many more people would come. But I, I bet you this, Marine City Armada is on a Friday. I bet you there's going to be St. Clair people there. I bet you there's going to be Marysville. There's going to be Richmond. There's going to be other BWAC schools at that game because it's the only show in town. Now, does that translate to Peck and CPS? How many more people would show up because their game's on a Saturday or a Thursday? Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, if those schools are close to me, I'm going. I mean, I. but then I like a game, and uh, I don't get to see a lot of eight-man football, but what I have seen of it, I've enjoyed. So I'd kind of like the opportunity to see more of it. I just can't. Can we make the deal right now that if any eight-man school in our coverage area wants to play all their home games on Thursday, we will do every Thursday we have available? <laughs> Can we throw that out there right now? That if if somehow someone up in Peck or Deckerville or Brown City hears it and they say, all right, yes, we will play all our games on Thursday, we will have to honor that and go do their games. <laughs> okay. Can Brady we- will honor that and go yes. to I would I would come up and do a game too. Yeah, so just like Mooney, if you guys want to play on a different day, I mean, well, actually, the one game we do have scheduled is a Wednesday because it's, what, week two? Yeah, um, I, I hope that that's – accurate that that's not a misprint that they're well because everyone's playing on, to, th- on thursday it's yeah. not two days before but um yeah so we'll throw that out there right now if you want us to come do your games on thursdays um during the the meat of the regular season we'll we'll come do an eight man or we'll throw it out to anyone if, if, if a BWAC school wants to play yeah, on thursday any 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 team in our area wants to make Thursday their designated home date, you'll get all your home games on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Look at Mooney. 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 <laughs> Mooney's the excellent Mooney example. I, I mean, it, it, it kind of worked out cool. You to did us six that really, Mooney games last year. Yeah, that, that they that they had a really good season last year, so it, it was fun. But uh, we would have done those games regardless of what Mooney was doing. I think we, we might have done more Mooney games than everyone else besides Marine City. Yeah. And Marine City was because they, they played had five a, playoff yeah. games. <laughs> they had a two-month run through the postseason. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's just something we'll talk about that more with um, Mike because he is. I mean, he's more in tune. He covers those teams. He talks with people in that community, and he's he's from what is now an eight-man school. Uh, but it's just just an interesting thought and I, I will give credit Brandon Folsom was the first person to suggest that because it came when Merritt was playing CPS on like a Thursday at five o'clock and him and Gallagher were both there and they're going when the hell else would we be able to come to this game exactly and and give and give some coverage to teams that, that otherwise again those kids would never get their name in the paper that you know well, we'll talk about anything. Yeah. Give, give, give us some stats and some names to talk about, and, and, and we'll do it. But to actually physically get out there and see Because you know it's always different when you see them with your own two eyes. Exactly. Um, and I, I, I don't know how I want to word this, but do you think if you had a little more media coverage, it would maybe – I don't want to use the word legitimize because it's a very legitimate um, thing, but maybe take some of the stigma away from eight-man football if it was – more readily available and it wasn't seen as like uh like it was hard to get coverage of it 
Yeah. It was just more in like you just saw it more. I think I think it would help uh with the 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 people who are out there and like just they they scoff at it. Yeah, they just refuse to want to take it as a serious legit thing when really to be quite honest, a lot of football would have gone away if they didn't come up with the idea to do eight man. Right, cuz yeah. There would be a lot of schools that There'd either would have... a lot of schools or, where those kids would either have to change schools... Right, or you would have Croslax co-oping co-op. with yeah. Pack Deckerville and So and that CPS. those kids could play football or have the option to play football. Right, and basically the best way to describe it is what? It's arena football, but outside. Yeah. It's, it's not a one-to-one comparison. That's the best way to describe well, it. And it's, and it's constantly changing. Um, I, I think the biggest problem with the sport right now is that the established teams have figured out how to play it, but every year we're gear it out, and you get some lopsided. Well, and scores. we might. And the thing is, you're getting more brown cities that could field an 11 man team, and they could get 15, 18 kids out there. But they're going, why are we doing that? Why are we struggling to? put together a team, which they could do. And risking injuries. Yes, risking injuries, and one or two kids goes down, and then you lose all your games. Or you go to eight-man where more kids can play and do all the, and do everything, and you don't have to worry about all that. And you might see more success on the field. Yeah. So I just, like, uh, uh, again, when, when I think about that, like, you know, Say what you want about the smaller communities, but I'll use Peck as an example. I'll use Deckerville as an example. There is a long history of football there, and without eight-man football, neither of those schools would have been playing for, what, the last eight to ten years? And if and if they were, they wouldn't be having a lot of yeah, success. they wouldn't be having a lot of success probably. So... Anyway, that's it. Um, Gallagher on Friday. Anything else, Dennis? No, that'll be a fun show. It's it's always fun when we get because uh, I think Gallagher. Just a little preview. I think we're going to try to get an update on the Sandusky situation. We're going to talk about a super conference, and probably we'll we'll ask him that question and see what his thoughts were. Yeah. All right. So. Uh I thought this ended up being a pretty good show for coming in and going, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, because, well, we were going to have Gallagher on today, but no, we were going to have. I think Friday is going to be a really fun show to send you into the holiday weekend. All right, and we'll see you then. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.